0: Hello and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Johnson, and I'm coming to you from the coast of Maine. In my work as a life coach for the last 15 years, as well as in my personal life, I keep coming back to seeing the beauty of what unfolds when we each uniquely find our way back to a place of love. Love can get us through the most painful moments. It can give us the freedom to grow, the courage to change. And love can also lead us to a whole lot of peace, joy, and possibility. So let's see what happens in us, in our life, and in our world when we listen in to what love says. Hello everyone and welcome to the Love Says Podcast, a conversation on love with Tammy Fairweather part two and if you are listening to this I just want to really invite you to go to part one for this conversation and then jump right on in with us in this part two because we are going to continue and Tammy Wright Well, welcome back for part two. Thank you. How's your cozy closet recording studio? It's luxurious. It's (laughs) luxurious. It's cocooned. I actually love that you're like so cocooned and yet we're talking about, you know, getting out our front doors in this wild, beautiful, (laughs) expansive world that you spend so much time in. And so speaking of that, we left off talking about travel, talking about the whys of travel, the mindset of travel, which I really want to take with me. And the question I wanted to ask, and you kind of take it and run with it wherever you're called, is what you said about, like, just getting out our front door and going to a pumpkin patch can, like, change our day, right? Like, change our mm-hmm. perspective. And, yeah, I was curious about a moment where I was thinking of it as, like, your most epic pumpkin patch with something that you didn't want to do. You didn't want to leave your house for a travel to or an adventure, that you really didn't want to do. And you almost didn't do, but you, again, you made your way or love called you there and it was so worth it. So if you have an example of that, or if you want to kind of go in another direction about travel, I give you the floor. Hmm, I'm, I'm challenged by that. Um, I think
1: I'm sure there is a time, uh, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I think it's possible that the outcome was so great that it overrode in my consciousness (laughs) that I didn't want to do it (laughs) but I but I think really it goes to that when we're thinking more traditionally what travel is how people think of travel as going far away somewhere Mm -hmm. you've never been Mm -hmm. um it's never exciting because of that travel part of it (laughs) that I mentioned before like I think it's more obvious that we're going outside our comfort zone when we're going to someplace very different from our own town, our own culture, our own country, our own state. Uh, And that's like I said, an easy kind of way. It's it's almost a shortcut to, (laughs) Mm. uh, it could be an addictive thing. People can travel for that feeling for that intentional uh, being uncomfortable. But the beauty of it, I think is, Travel is such an example of the way we can actually be better humans too, and understand each other. It's a practice in empathy and going back to love. It's a yeah. practice in. Um, there's always fear when you're going somewhere outside of your comfort zone. When you're going to new culture, there's a fear. Am I gonna? Am I safe? That's something people always worry about. Am I gonna be safe? Where I'm staying. Who I am in my body, who I am in my gender, whatever part of your identity and the place that you're going, are you going to be safe there? Are you going to know the language? Are you going to be embarrassed? Are you going to be able to get around? Are you going to be hot? Are you going to be, is your like physical being going to be safe? Are you going to get sick? Are you going to eat food that makes you sick? All of that. Um, But we intentionally do it. Those of us that do travel for, I think, that high that we get of being in that place and then always always we end up coming into love we end up having those many series of moments uh and a lot of this can be in nature um these series of moments where we we realize that we do belong and that we Mm. are all have this commonality as humans who are living on this earth and what nature can do for us. And I say, I'm talking about nature. Cause I, I, as you mentioned, I'm in adventure travel. Mm-hmm. So my, um, my livelihood, my main uh, work is with the adventure travel trade association, which is an industry organization, uh, a global industry organization for the adventure travel trade. So people that are developing that uh, tourism boards and tour operators, Um, And I work with the media, the people who tell the stories about this, about this kind of travel, but we define it as um, a couple, at least two nights away from home with a component of physical activity, nature and cultural immersion. Mm. Um, And inherently in, in that kind of travel, it is, um, it can conserve nature and culture. And it's, it's very community-based tourism because it is that sharing of culture. If, if people are putting together, if a tourism board or if tour operators are putting together an experience for travelers that's bringing them to a destination that is in a more rural area in, in nature and moving around in their body, they're, yeah, you're challenged in the way that we're talking about. You're challenged. <laughs> you're outside of your comfort zone. Yes. Yeah you know, you might be having a meal in someone's house or be staying in a, in a um, community owned hotel and the money that you're spending is actually staying in that community. It's actually also um, uplifting or, or heralding, you know, what they have to offer there. They get to share their home, uh, their connection to the river, to the mountains, um, to the, to their nature and also their culture with you and it helps them see the value of it too so it's that it's that exchange yes of the traveler with the people who are in the destination and it's just like you you were saying you love if you have a visitor you get to show them all the things you love about where you live that's that you know I'm scared to go (laughs) people feel scared to go because all those things I said but then over the course of the actual trip they end up realizing Wow, we're all humans, we all have this shared experience of being alive in this mystery of why are we here? <laughs> I mean, that's, yes. that's really where this leads to, like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What is this all about? Like, constantly, yes. we're like, why? What is life? What is this thing? And at least we realize that we're all in it together in that way. And it's yes. a, like I said, it's a, it's a, um intense shortcut uh, way to do it. Uh, the travel is not the shortcut but like that's a that's like a shot it's <laughs> like mm. a b12 shot uh-huh. way of of getting that perspective mm. that kind of travel so it's it's and i love that kind of travel more than extractive i guess we could call it's one of the words yes. terms mm-hmm. that's used it's like if a larger corporation is is providing a travel experience um like a hotel chain, for example, if you're staying in a hotel, hotel, a large hotel chain in the place that you're traveling to, um, the the ratio is that the money that you're spending actually goes more to this corporation than actually the people that are in it. Whereas if you're staying in a community-owned hotel, I mean, we say we've done research. The ATTA has and seventy-six percent of the money mm-hmm. that a traveler spends, an adventure traveler spends, stays in the destination. Mm. Stays with the people,
0: and so it preserves. At the
1: same time, it shares,
0: and so so much more respectful. Like, oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Like, part of me wants to stay here because it's just, it's just so beautiful. And and my world, my day to day, this isn't talked about as much, right? So it's like those things where I'm like, oh, I need, I want to, rep- I want to learn more about this, right? I want to be more conscious of this. I do want my my resources to be aligned with my values, right? So and and just learning more of how to do that, right? So this is so much of what you just described is so helpful and inspiring for that. And um, mm-hmm. I also'm just having this glimpse of like when you talk about nature, but you're one of these people who I feel like when you either whether you're in your like home base like and your home community or you're traveling I see you see and connect with nature, right? The beauty of nature and the beauty of human nature, right? Like you have this, and I go, some people are like all people and some people are all nature, right? Like it's very much, we're we're all pulled to different things. You have this combination of, it is so interwoven, the nature and the human beings, right? Mm. And you, the way that you, you see both, you honor both, you witness both, you respectfully share both. Um, you just do it in such a unique way. And every trip that you take, it's so interesting. A lot of these trips, like you go on, right? I'll see you in different places around the world, but each place I see you in, it's like, I know that like through the Tammy lens, right? <laughs> like you're gonna be taking in this place and these experiences and digesting them and then sharing them. Um, So if I can't be in Argentina or Japan or Switzerland, like I get this, it's so interesting. I feel like I get to travel with you um, during times where I am not traveling, right? So um, also I was gonna, yeah, yeah. It's, I was gonna ask you this later. Um, If people wanna connect with you and again, you share, a lot of your art and your perspectives and your shares and community and culture and learnings like, and your values you shared on Instagram, right? Like, but if people want mm-hmm. to find you and connect with you and travel with you and learn more about also this way of traveling, right? Like mm-hmm. um, this aligned way of traveling, how do, how would they find you? How can they find you? Yeah. Um, Instagram is probably the best. I, I need to do more on my own website, but
1: <laughs> my website is tammyfairweather.com and I share some articles that I've written, um freelance articles and also events that I'm attending, which tend to be very industry focused, but um yeah, I'll share a lot if if I'm with a tour operator on a trip, I'll share who that is and um we also have a website called adventure.travel. Mm -hmm. that has uh, tour operators on it that's more consumer focused on destinations and Mm -hmm. how to travel sustainably
0: so um kind of it's so interesting i'm like speaking of other jobs you do because again you do you have many different ways that you create and you are of service and you are of purpose and one of them is as a writer and it has me why i'm segueing is because I'd love to talk more about New Orleans. And mm-hmm. the, the the question I was curious about was, which is an impossible question to ask you. I know this, so you'll <laughs> answer it as you will. But I was like, if if someone is planning a trip to New Orleans, w- what are the top three experiences that you feel like they should have? And also maybe how to have them in the most respectful way Mm-hmm. aligned like integrity exchanged way right versus an a- mm-hmm. extractive way but before you answer that just because this is really cool and people will be able to get their like own copy can you just share what you just were a part of editing connected Experience. to new orleans yeah i just finished co-authoring
1: the uh fromers easy guide to new orleans with um co-author uh, my friend and travel writer Lavinia Spaulding. So, yeah, we updated the edition, the latest edition that's coming out in September. Um, And it has, the only thing that's in it are our recommendations. So it's not, it's a nice, tight, little, that's why it's called the easy guide. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's in it are, nothing makes the book if it's not recommended. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did the nightlife chapters about the music and the intro uh, about the history of the music here. New Orleans, and also the uh, dining, and the history of the food, and recommendations of restaurants and recommendations of different areas to go to, Um, and also the planning. I did the planning, which is how to get around. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and Lubinine did a great job of, like, day trips and uh, excursions and museums and that kind of thing.
0: Mm. Can you, is just for a moment, can we have a full circle moment of when you first moved to New Orleans and you were just <laughs> going to the bars, right? Like, and you were just exploring and you were just tiptoeing in. And like, this to me yeah. is one of those like, whoa, like when we keep taking those, those steps forward, we're meant to, and being guided forward simultaneously, like to get to a place where, again, you were asked to do this and you got to co-create this and collaborate right. on this and research this and i just honestly like would you if if i if we said to you having just arrived in new orleans that you were going to do this project what would you <laughs> right. have said what would you
1: have said <laughs> i
0: wouldn't know really. I, I wouldn't have, <laughs> would it's you have said <laughs> yeah, you're like, sorry, I must be a different TMI. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, like, who am I to be an authority? <laughs> yeah, because I'm just learning. And that's yeah. how it felt because I was a sponge. I, yeah. I remember my mom. My mom kept saying, "So, are you, are you, are you coming back yet? Because originally I thought I'd be here for a few months and try it out. And I kept saying, I'm not done yet. That was my, yeah, that was my okay. feeling. I'm not done yet. There's just so many more layers. And that's what really attracted me to this place. Yeah. Is there's so many, so many layers. to it and i think tying those that question you had about the my recommendations goes with you know what you said about this place uh which is uh, love is omnipresent here like love in the definition of it being about being alive like love is the only thing i can think of the only reason i can think of of why the hell we stay here at all. Because life is hard. (laughs) Mm, Life is just it's a it's a roller coaster and there's a lot of heartbreak and there's a lot of tragedy and questions and it's just rough. And the only thing the word that we have to say what makes it worth it is is love. Mm. And that is that those sparks that I talked about and that connection with other people that you care about other people that you feel cared for that there's a reason mm. that we're here to experience these things with each other. And, and new Orleans does that so well. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of, unfortunately, the reason for it is there's been so much tragedy and like really hard things that people in the city have been through and particularly the black culture. It's such a, there's a saying in, uh, an artist here in New Orleans. Um, my name is Flam. Phleg- Flam Phleg- is his name, <laughs> but he he says everything you love about New Orleans is because of Black people, hmm. and and it is like all of the things that we we talk about that people think about with New Orleans um, is that culture, and you know which came from people who were brought here against their will originally. So it's it's an indigenous there's indigenous cultural traditions that are also blended with indigenous Americans, but mm-hmm. they're indigenous to new Orleans because of the people who ended up here. Um, you know, and it was, it started as a, it was a colony. It was colonized the city. Uh, and so there's that influence people always talk about. And they, you know, they call it like the 300 year anniversary that we had a, a few years ago was kind of, Frustrating to me because I'm like, yeah, it's 300 years of when it was colonized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it was here way before that. Yeah. Like you're you're counting France coming here and colonizing yeah. it as the start of the city, and uh-huh. and it was Bobancha before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the so yeah, one of my top recommendations to do here is to experience the street culture. Do anything to try and learn or immerse or touch upon the street culture, and one of the easiest ways to do that is the um, Backstreet Cultural Museum in the Treme. Um, That's a great one to go to. And and I mean, it's hard. I can't even say it all right here. Like all of those layers, many layers within this one layer of street culture is second line parades and jazz funerals and the baby dolls and the black masking Indians, um, the social aid and pleasure clubs, like all of these traditions are black street cultural traditions and they're still happening here all the time and they can get you know people have wedding second lines like you see a lot of people to do the wedding second lines mm-hmm. which is a mm-hmm. version of a second line mm-hmm. it's, it's a very um uh sanitized version of a second mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. I mean, well not that they're dirty <laughs> but they're yeah. it's, it's like a it's a light second line it's cute and it's lovely and I love when I first got here it felt like it was being um it felt like it was being taken away and I remember I had him I was talking to a musician I was in a in a lift and and I said I saw this you know band a black brass band and then this wedding second line that was all you know very white and and I said oh that feels like appropriation to me and he said yeah no, you know, it pays money. (laughs) Like we need to, we need to keep making money as musicians. Like, and I thought, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. I get that. And, and so it's the thing people are willing to share, like people are Mm -hmm. readily readily willing to share the culture, but there are parts of the culture that are, it is a very sacred, sacred thing. And I learned that um, when I came here, I went to a lot of panel discussions and movies and, and, you know, documentaries and, and listened and yes. yeah, saw and really was a sponge and just soaking that all up about like this, such a beautiful part of new Orleans and it's sacred. It's, it's deeply spiritual mm-hmm. and it's not something for tourists. I don't want tourists to just, I don't mean to use that as a derogatory term, but I don't want people to just come and buy a ticket and see it because it's a, it's a sacred thing. These, as I said, the street cultural tra- traditions, and there are tour, op- tour operators who mm-hmm. are from the culture mm-hmm. that take people to it. And and I think that's a conscious way of going mm-hmm. in yes. small groups. Um, and I know, and people, like I said, want to share, they want to share. Cause there's, that's the other thing is this love part is joy. Mm. Um, just joy of, that's where the jazz funerals come from is that like that whole tradition is after someone dies, the, the church service is held, the funeral is held. Um, they, the brass band plays a dirge, a very slow, sad song when the casket comes out of the church and then, and then the casket's on the street and everybody starts dancing and celebrating. Mm -hmm. A, a, for that person's life, like celebrating that they were here and they were alive. So, you know, these are hardworking. In, in this culture, it's a lot of the the service workers of the city, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. are often overlooked too. And this goes back to like what sustainable travel is mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Like w- when a lot of tourists or conventioners come and they're just going to the bars in the French Quarter, and you know, people are serving you those are the people that are the, the we call them culture bearers that actually yes. are the ones that they spend their money on these beautiful suits and dresses for to practice to keep their traditions alive and that's what they spend their money and their time on and so it's important to respect it and also realize yeah that we need to we need to honor it and preserve it And learn from it at the same time, especially if it's a person that's, it's not my culture. I feel so privileged to be able to be, to go and experience it and be a guest and recognize that I'm, I'm a guest in this space Hmm. and, um, and I'm learning so much and I, and I feel alive and I feel the love and, and it just, it just garners more respect from me. And I want more people to experience that um who who come to new orleans and there are ways there are ways to do it for sure yeah and and that's the consciousness of where you stay where you choose to eat Mm -hmm. spend your money you know seek out small locally owned black owned woman
0: owned minority owned businesses Mm -hmm. yes 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 Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for living it, honoring it, being the sponge that you are. Right, like, and um, and sharing it here. Um, you know, I've never been to New Orleans, and I, re- and now, and Lauren and I have to, and I can't imagine um going and not being guided by you, right? Like, and um, and also just. I it's I just am, I know that when that experiences happen when that experience happens it's just going to be so different um but, uh, yeah because of your um shares honestly honestly I'm honestly <laughs> yeah I know I know I know well, If anyway um, anybody comes yeah anybody comes here I'm like please tell me <laughs> that you're here. I, well, want to right. I know. And I also, again, I, I'm thinking about some of the articles that probably are on your website. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. the shares on your insert and then how you connect to, um, so many other people, experiences, places, businesses, right? Like, and it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I hope people reach out to you too, if you're open to that about, um, and again, I, I know maybe there's something about that in the future. <laughs> People are reaching out to more about the trips. And, um, I, it's so interesting. And also I just want to honor too what you said about the, how much struggle and suffering, um, injustice, um, it, death, right. Is mm-hmm. a part of that land and that culture and that, energy and how much joy and beauty and life and expression. And again, I see that as you shared and as I get to now witness people I'm connected to or artists I'm connected to because of you through you, right? Like we all just connect each other and that's your thing. Like,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, but just the full, like the full picture, the full spectrum, nothing is off the table. Right. Um, Mm -hmm and as deep as the grief is the joy is that much high right like from mm-hmm. everything you've shared so so kind of segueing into this topic that connects right to the, to I feel like what we've we've been talking about we've never talked about this topic particularly on the podcast and I'm really grateful to you because under the umbrella of love this is absolutely there right and mm-hmm. um and it's, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about death and how you view death and how you view death now that your mom has transitioned. And, um, you and I both, I I have lost my dad. You have lost your mom. They've both transitioned and, um, the, I won't go into my obviously full experience, like, but it, the actual moment of my dad's death and the after were so different than my mind had been worried about, or I never would have imagined, um, so many parts of the beauty of transition and of death of like one of the most important people in my life. So when, yeah, I am just curious about, and wherever your heart guides, whatever Mm. feels comfortable for you about, kind of your your feelings on death and did they change and if you feel comfortable sharing a little bit of the experience with your mom transitioning and after
1: yeah thank you thank you for making the space for that uh yeah it's one of the most beautiful and profound experiences of my life to be witness to her actual moment of Mm fasting um but much like we were talking about with new orleans like that's what new orleans is so good at is that hovering of there's an awareness that that life is finite there's an awareness that it's short and um and it and we're alive now so let's be alive and what the what the gifts are of being alive and part of it is that mystery uh, that we talked about before like we don't know it's gonna um, how things are gonna unfold yes. um which is a quite adventure just like the travel adventure travel like our life uh. is an adventure travel trip um oh, yes, and it is. and it's it's like we get to be in our senses so like we get to be in this body and in that mystery and for those of us you know with well whatever senses that we have um we can experience it Um, and that's just such a gift that we get. Um, but it is finite and that somehow it will, it, it will end. And I, I think I had a dear friend, Annie, who experienced her mother, um, who died of ALS and she cared for her mom for uh, several years before she passed. And she was the first person I was really close to where there's a, tenderness sort of around death or, we, or not uh, discomfort when somebody's close to death or if, um, meaning close to someone who's going to die or in the, I call it another lane. Like you're in another lane mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. of life when, when it's happening and yeah. the reality of it, like I, w- her and I were close enough where we could just talk about it and there wasn't this like, Oh, how are you? Mm-hmm. You know, w- w- people tend to not be able to say very much, but like it's, it's real. And, and we would get to this place where she'd be like, Yeah, my mom's dying. How you doing? Mm-hmm. My mom's dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And and I recognized it too when if I found it strange when celebrities pass. I think it's wonderful. It's like it, it creates it makes us stop and think about, oh, what the impact they had on us. Um with their life, the way they lived their life and what they shared as artists. Uh, Most of the time, this happens with celebrities, musicians, but especially the year that David Bowie died and then Prince died shortly after. Mm. And I found people, I found us all saying like, wow, this really, wow, puts things into perspective. And and it was like, yeah, we can have that perspective every day. (laughs) Like like, that's there every day. This is not a given. Yeah, uh, we don't know when it's going to happen, but we do know that it will, and it only happens once. I think that's something that happened, yeah. that became clear. I had more clarity with my mom where I went. Oh, this only happened once. It happens once. Yeah. You're only yeah. born once, and you only die once. Yeah. Um. And we had the gift in her death, in that we knew it was coming mm-hmm. uh, because she had terminal cancer, and so. I recognized that there was, we were lucky enough to be able to process that. Yes. Um, she was, she had a wonderful hospice team, the spiritual advisor and, um, and and she was able to process that, out, process that on her own. And her and I had a, enough of a rapport and relationship and I cared for her in the last like six weeks, um, which I didn't know at the time it was going to be six weeks. I didn't know how long it would be, but um, mm. it was right. It was during the pandemic. And, and that was really hard because she went through chemo before she got the um, terminal diagnosis. She went through chemo during the pandemic without, before the vaccination. So um, she couldn't be touched Mm -hmm. and she did get the vaccination after the terminal diagnosis. And it was like six months um, between that diagnosis and when she passed, but when I came to see her, I realized that she hadn't been attached and I wasn't, I hadn't either. Um, During the pandemic, I live, I live alone and um, I had a couple of friends. We would figure out how to like back hug, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) like uh, lean our backs against each other. But uh, Innovation. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And uh, I saw, and, and I, want, I offered to you know, put some lotion on her. like I noticed how her elbows were dry, and w- what started as care for her in, in as far as like helping make her, helping her make food because I realized that was a struggle. and um, it also became helping her uh, caring for her in that way of, of touching and conversations. Mm-hmm. And every night before she went to bed, you know we I'd give her her last her last um medication that she needed but then the light would be soft and we just sit I just sit on the end of her bed and we'd talk about things knowing knowing we didn't have knowing it was finite mm-hmm. more finite than it is the rest of the, our time <laughs> in the world yeah. like this was like soon we knew this was happening sooner mm. um and so yeah, we talked about a lot of things. There was one time I even said to her, do you have any secrets? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. laughed. She's like, what do you? I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, did you want to get anything out? <laughs> he never told me. Yes. <laughs> like sleep over time. And, um, yeah. yeah. She's like, no, blah. like all my secrets are known. And I was like, and then I realized that I had a secret that I wanted mm-hmm. to tell her, yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah, and so we had these moments together and, and really, I think the physical intimacy of it too, like that, that putting lotion on her elbows actually over the course of a week turned into her letting me touch her and um, she even had a hospice. She had a bath. The hospice person came in for a bath to give her a bath. And then they said, well, we can get you dressed and put lotion on you. And she said, oh, no, no, Tammy." Tammy's gonna mm-hmm. do that <laughs> and we would and I just lovingly and so intimately I, I was surprised by that like and this goes back to love too like the intimacy of you know making love is is like probably one of the most intimate things that we, we do and that's a kind of love and, that, and that's probably why we think when we think of love we think of it that we go to the romantic mm-hmm. one because of physical love making intimacy but like this was also so intimate with my mother's body and to take care of her body in a way that when I was a tiny baby she had been taking care of my body yes yes and um and really just like I said, being there at the at the very very end was remarkably beautiful, mm. and and I know the people a lot a lot of people have experienced this, and um, but I had that thought, like this is oh this only happens once, and it was a very it was a really beautiful lesson in in the present moment too. Yes because yes. if i if i had gotten myself outside of it too far it, it, it would have really freaked me out to be like oh my god this whole this woman's whole 83 year life is coming down to this hour <laughs> like this uh-huh. this is the hour like yeah. like so intense but rather mm-hmm. it was just a lesson in the present moment like okay right now the situation at hand yes. is that she's passing and i need to help her do that I need to be here with her as, as she's crossing this bridge that, you know, I also don't know <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> What's I don't know. And I even said that that was one of the last things I said. I said, um, you're about to find out, like no. you're about to find out the mystery. And I really wanted to process that with her afterwards. And that was weird mm-hmm. that she was gone, that we can talk yeah. about it. Yeah. But, um, you know, and we didn't always have a, My mom and I had a tough relationship, the toughest probably of me and and my siblings. Ours was, but it seemed really fitting for us that um, I feel like we healed a lot there, Mm. healed a lot. I feel like she really saw me in a way that she hadn't before. And it was just such an honor to be there, to Mm. be able to help her through this last window of her life. And she even... I think she was finally able to receive love. Honestly, that was the biggest thing mm. that me and my sisters recognized. I think in her life, it was hard mm-hmm. to receive love. She had a lot of tough things happened in her life that made that difficult. And, and it was hard to be her daughter in that way, too, because wanted to love her. Um, but she didn't receive it very well. or didn't believe it. And mm. at near the end there, she really did. She really got it and she even said it out loud like, you are my, like, you kids are my proudest accomplishment. And I'm looking around my house and I'm seeing these things you gave to me. And, and I'm, I know I'm loved.
0: Mm. Oh, damn me. Oh. Yeah. I'm just like breathing that in. It makes me emotional. And, um, Oh my God, that line when you said, you're about to find out. (laughs) Like, like, it just gets me. Like, it just gets (sighs) me. Like, and I'm just so grateful for you sharing, like, here and with this community. Because again, like, the, the moment, I want to say one thing just because of the gift you, you have given me from your share. Like, is the moment my my dad actually transitioned, the moment of transition, when my mom started singing, we all started singing, that moment and after again were so much more beautiful than I ever expected. One of the greatest mm-hmm. gifts of my life. The week yeah. before he passed, the greatest anguish of my life, right? Like there was the most mm-hmm. suffering, I think, of my life that week. And so I remember being in touch with you during this period. And your presence like I was astounded by your presence and by your capacity and by your like your commitment because to me and I why I also just deeply appreciate you sharing is because I didn't know that kind of experience was possible. Do you know what I mean as you described it right and again I hope to have that in my future with loved ones right of like the the being present for the before, right? And like what you said, you didn't take yourself out of it. And so then you didn't freak yourself out, right? Like you Mm -hmm. stayed so, you got closer. Like you got closer, like the closest, right? And I also like have this moment, I'm just like holding my heart, feeling into your mom's energy and you and like her spirit. And also like, oh my God, how like right on time that she received love you know I mean like she got to receive love in this life in human body and like that's friggin' miraculous like so
1: thank you so
0: much for living it (laughs) and then for (laughs) sharing it and because it adds a color a possibility an experience that I don't think it's talked about it or as much. Or again, I wasn't aware. <laughs> I wasn't really aware of it. Um, I was just all about like death is the worst, right? And it was like, Oh yeah. my gosh. Literally the only thing that is actually like absolutely gonna happen is the worst. Like that doesn't it right. doesn't make sense. Like right. so I can't just ignore yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. No.
1: yeah. And it and it puts a it's a like I said, the perspective part of it that people often when someone close to them dies or a celebrity dies think, wow that really put like life could end at any time it's like well yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we can think of that every day because it is yeah um it can be hard too of course because i think about that with the different relationships you know that ebb and flow and when you think of like if you lose contact with somebody that you love and that you were close with um, you do think about I, I I do think about that like oh we're gonna die one day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they won't still be there, mm-hmm. um and not there at the same time like there is a sort of yeah it's a different version of grief I guess when you lose a relationship of a strange grief of the person not being there but alive but still there
0: yeah, yeah. and before we go into just our last two questions, um, yeah, I think that's what, what you were just talking about of like you you accepted it, right? You're honest about it, you were like, okay. And some people can't, right? It's a protective thing. It's like they we don't have the space. Like we did it exactly the way my dad wanted to do it, right? So it was like, we're not, we're not talking about it, right? Because we're not there yet, right? Until but again just for that other example when it is right and true for people and people have that availability it's like when we when we accept death it's like again what does that give us right and you just have listed so many you just have shared such beautiful examples Mm. of the gift right of the gift so thank you You sharing about your death too yeah 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 I when right when your mom transitioned, I had this moment of every person who transitions, I imagine my dad meeting them with a big hello because he is <laughs> such a warm spirit. And I just was like, I did have that thought of like, oh my God, now your mom gets me. My dad. <laughs> like, <he has> this <laughs> it's like they're like meeting at a cocktail party where I'm like, oh my gosh, like right. they get to know each other now. They're in that place. Like we get to find yeah. out. So yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, my love. Whew, I'm just taking a deep breath into my heart. I found myself, like, hugging myself during that. Like, I think it's because you were trying to hold your mom and the touch. Mm-hmm. And um, Okay, let me just feel – I was going to go someplace, and I cannot tell if it's going to be too much of a hop. Um, th- tell me if, uh, if, if you can answer each of these things, almost impossible, in one sentence because I want to go two other places. But what would – Five-year-old, you be most amazed by in your life right now. Five-year-old Tammy's looking at your life, going, "Oh, wow! What would she be most <laughs> amazed by?" Um,
1: I think that I'm, yeah, that I ha- that I'm living in my own home in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It's condo, but yeah, that mm-hmm. um that I ended up here, yes. um, that I've been to the places that I've been. Um, I think she'd probably be surprised that. I didn't have my own children (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that was always an expectation of how I thought life would turn out. But I also um, have, I'm I'm a mother figure to many people. So it's turned out differently. I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's part of the the fun weaving
0: and unraveling and mystery of how it all happens. Yeah, and you are a mother figure. You're like, a, and you have that mother nature energy. Um, I also have been thinking about so much how we are we are our primary caregiver for ourselves, which means we're mm-hmm. our primary caregiver for our inner kid, which means, <laughs> like, Tosha always says that, like, we're basically like daycare for all of our parts, like, within ourselves. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we each have this inner kid that is, and Of course, in miracles, they talk about our inner kids choosing us to be, um, to be their home, right? Like it's so. I'm just thinking about that too. This mm-hmm. is a little bit of a jump. It could be your five year old. It could be your adult. It could be any age, every part. Just because we just released a authentic fun episode on the podcast, so I've been fascinated by what is actually fun. But can you tell me two things that are like two ways of fun, like just popcorn them, like two things that are fun for you. And then one way that you're not having fun, but you want to have fun in this. Is museum.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, fun for me is always when there's live music involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. when There's a possibility of dancing and, um, and having, I could be recorded music too, but um, that gathering, in that intensity of people uh, gathering around a feeling, a collective feeling in space that we're in together uh, that isn't about conversation. Yeah. I love the connection that music brings to people. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, there's nothing. I I, I love um, having a plan. I love, I find like errands on yes. weekends it's like really fun yes i'm oh,
0: <laughs> like yes. when i'm like
1: okay i gotta bring my compost to the compost i gotta bring my recycling i'm gonna stop at the grocery store and like if i have a recipe that i want to try and i get excited yes. that i need to go gather the ingredients um that is yeah fun. Yes. It's fun. Uh-huh. If it's it. not
0: rushed for me, if it's rushed, nothing's fun. Yeah. But if it it. it's spacious, like, I have the freedom so to do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I yeah, love or something that. to look forward to. And know, like, okay, here's my day. This is gonna happen, and then I'm gonna
0: go see these people. And then
1: there's yes. yeah, That's yes.
0: super fun. And fun, more fun in the future. If there's any one thing pop of you're like, I want to have more fun like this, or with this, or in this activity.
1: Yeah. um I think any time gathering a group of people in a temporary uh, sort of time is, is fun. I mean, that's why I thrive off the events that we produce with the ATTA. Um, I'm going to Japan and uh, a few of us are renting a house together and I just love that. I love that temporary, it's sort of like what I'm saying about when I lived in that place in West Seattle when um, on the beach, like when it's temporary, Something really fun because, you know, it's finite, which is
0: a microcosm of life. <laughs> oh, just, I was like, oh, <laughs> we're
1: talking
0: about the death and the life. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're right. It's these mini versions of this. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Final question. Um, oh, I've loved this, by the way. I've loved being with you. I've loved mm. hearing, having this spacious time. Um, I have so much that's like popping and sparking and uh, buzzing from the different parts of this conversation. So thank you. Ah, oh, thank
1: you. Me too. And you're mm. such a you're such a good space holder
0: thank
1: and you. question asker. And um, yeah, we really, as you do for so many, you find a, a, you're a place where we can be our full selves. Where I, mm-hmm. I always feel like I can be my full self with you and go a little bit deeper and I feel safe doing that and inspired
0: to do it at the same time. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. (sighs) Holding my heart again. Thank you. So my last question, um, and always how we end these conversations on love, where is love calling you now and next? Mm. I think...
1: Love is calling me to share and express um, in in the creative in a creative way. Um, I mean, this has been great <laughs> doing this because mm-hmm. um, I think uh, moving through the world and experiencing what I do a lot, and we talked about that with New Orleans, doing it by myself. Gives me access in a way. I love that because I get access in a way that's um, different than if I'm doing it with other people. It depends on the people, but um, you observe more when when you're the observer and you're not having to hold a conversation or care need to, you know, see if I'm, if the person you're with is comfortable doing what you want to do next. You just get to move around a little more. Okay. Um, and And I, like, the the observations that I I receive from that enrich me so much that um, I think, yeah, I think love's calling me to share them more. Like, Mm -hmm. that um, they could be, I I need to realize, I need to get into a space where um, I recognize that it it was helpful for other people, too. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, 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 yeah. What's that, Ram Das We just... We just keep walking each other home, like. But there, there's so many things that you've said on this conversation where, again, it's like this reminder. We just keep mirroring, right, and reminding each other. And um, you have a very unique set of gifts you know what I mean to to listen to observe to be that sponge and then to create and then to articulate and then to vision and then to share it forth and so that's my wish for you too is like the cycles get to be full circle you get the full circle of receiving and giving being a sponge and then wringing it out so that that can go forth you know what I mean where it's meant yes, to it creates more connections
1: Yes. Really, I think that's what I need to realize. That get out of my ego. It's not about me. <laughs> it's about oh, right. yes.
0: It's about us all. It's about us all. We're all in it together. We're all in it together and it is finite. So like right. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's keep doing it. Um, I love you, Tammy Fairweather. <laughs> I love you too, love Elizabeth Johnson. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing thank you thank you so much for being here and thank you to those of you who are listening um, to this conversation please find tammy on instagram and follow her shares and her art and her creations and please send me any reflections or pops or sparks or buzzes you get that you want to you want to share from this episode so so grateful to be here so grateful to be alive right now with you Tammy Mm -hmm. right really like be like we get to be alive right now and if you're listening to this you we're alive with you too so yeah thank you Tammy yeah let's enjoy it thank you I love you and love to you all and we'll talk with you soon Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Love Says Podcast. And speaking of thanks, I want to give thanks to the Love Says Podcast team for their creativity, their care, and their creation of this project. I also want to thank the Patreon patrons for their monthly support that financially allow this project to continue and to grow and if you would like to support the podcast there are three great ways to do so the first is you can rate and leave an authentic, love-filled review wherever you're listening to this podcast. The second is you can send a one-time gift donation to the podcast on Venmo at The Love Says Podcast. And the third option is you can become a patron patron over at patreon.com forward slash The Love Says Podcast. And you can sign up on Patreon starting at $5 a month to become a donor to this project. And in exchange, you will receive fun resources, audios, calendars, fun things to go with the episodes. And you also will receive discounted and special pricing for most of my virtual and in-person experiences and offerings. So thank you for being here. And most importantly of all, thank you for bringing your energy of love into this world. I'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye.